0: God is good come on let's clap our hands oh the Lord be magnified come on let's magnify the Lord it's a good God he's a good God glory to God oh what a great day to be in church I just love Church of the King I love this church I love this church could not wait to be with you, and Pastor Steve gave me this invitation. I would have walked from Birmingham to be here because I just love everything about this church. Of course, all those watching and at our other locations, we love you. Thanks for being a part of what God is doing here at Church of the King, and this is one of my favorite places. Of course, I pastored uh, in Baton Rouge. Shout out to Baton Rouge uh, for twenty years. My wife and I we've relocated to Birmingham, but I love it here. I love the vision and the heart of this house it's always good to be in a a place where the idea and everything we do and the whole thing boils down to just a simple thought we're reaching people and we're building lives and i believe that is the heartbeat of the gospel i believe that's the heart of god and that's who you are that's the type of church if you're new here and you just started visiting and you're kicking the tires you're in the right place and we want to do everything we can to reach more people and to see lives built for the glory of god and uh, and so I'm just grateful uh, to be a part of this. And, you know, I was not raised in church. My family were not church-going people. Uh, I was raised in a little community on the East Coast. Uh, called Myrtle Beach, little 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 dirty Myrtle, uh, where I was raised, and uh, did not we did not go to church. What because like we were wicked and you know doing seances and all these kind of things. It's just we were did tourism. We worked the weekends and never went to church. And so the church came to me, and and a church did an outreach like you do through serve and the ways you engage your community. Uh, that works. I'm here today because the church had a creative idea. I was one of those people that would have never made the first move to go to church. I don't know if you know this or not. There's there's a lot of people that will never make a first move until we make the first move that's why i'm glad i'm in a church like church of the king that makes the first move into the community so i gave my life to christ showed up in a church at 18 years old, didn't know nothing and grateful for a pathway like you give a next step. You help people take a next step in their faith. If you've never done that, you want to jump in, got involved with a small group, wouldn't be here today, but went for a small group, was able to join a team and begin to serve and fill a part of family. And I know that's what this house is all about. I want to encourage you to do that. And, uh, and because the other thing I love about this church is you're a generous church. Uh, you're reaching people in this community. Let's do everything we can to let those that have reduced opportunities to know that we're here for you. You matter. God sees you, what you do around the country and helping us plant churches. We'll plant 22 more churches in September all across the United States. Plant three in Canada. How many know some Canadians need Jesus? And so we'll be in Canada, plant three churches. And, and that's because of the faithfulness of churches like this. Or your leadership says, hey, let's take, uh, you know, the faithfulness of the tithe and the offering and let's spread it. And because you go online to give or you're faithful, you put God first. In your finances, we're able to take that and sow into a young couple who wants to do this. You're a model church. I know we help teach a lot of churches how to do outreach and how to uh, reach their community through Servolution. And you also help us to do that with thousands of churches being resourced. I'll be in South Africa in a couple weeks and be just leading ideas about outreach, how to help hurting people, how to be there for people that are in difficulties. And you're a part of that. And uh, so it's just great to be here. Uh, Love the team here. Uh, the, 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 The leadership here is amazing. And I'm just so grateful for your pastors. I thank God for pastors Steve and Jennifer, their family. Come on, clap your hands. They're the real deal. I can remember back when Pastor Steve came and saw me in Baton Rouge and talked about planning a church to reach this region. And my goodness, to see now all that is doing around the world. So all these years, I can tell you this about your pastor. Uh, loves God, loves you, wise, uh, a great, not only a great writer, but a great teacher, great preacher. He's become a dear friend. I don't know how many times I've been at a crossroad in my life and i've called pastor steve and said here's where i'm at and the discernment and the spiritual understanding i believe he's one of the great spiritual thought leaders in our country, and uh, when he preaches i 've watched all of its installments of mind games. I was watching him this week. I know he'll be preaching uh, and speaking to the men this tuesday night i 'm trying to figure out a way to come back because he 's just one of my favorite pastors, and so i 'm thankful, thankful to be here. I love coming here because I always feel at home. We pastored for all those years in Baton Rouge i married a Cajun girl uh, i 'm italian she 's a Cajun, so I just feel at home when i 'm here. Uh, I brought a picture of our family. I never preached without showing a picture of the Rizzo's. So that's the Rizzo's. Uh, That's our our son. He serves up in college ministry in, in Birmingham. We now are in Birmingham at Church of the Highlands, church like this, reaching people, multiple services, multiple locations, helping people all around us. And so that's my son. That's our oldest daughter, Uh, Sitting by her husband on the end now. She graduated from LSU. He graduated from Alabama So every football season we're having to do marriage counseling for those two because they are intense and then that's our baby girl she goes to University of Alabama and, uh, and we're, we're, again my wife and I live in Birmingham now that's my wife Dylan. we've been married 33 years she Cajun boy she cook she ain't playing with y'all I'm telling you right now Birmingham ain't seen nothing until she hit the ground and so we're having a great time and again our family loves this family and I'm so grateful for how we partner together to make a difference around the world love the series that you're in mind games how important is that right now All the different thoughts and all the different things that bombard us uh, every single day. And I love the idea. I love the spiritual truth that Pastor's been teaching. That we've got to stay positive in a negative word. And if you've not watched those installments, go back. you got a great website. Go back. Check out those installments. These are messages. And I don't know how many times I've listened to Pastor Steve uh, preach over and over again because of just that. You want to go back and catch those. So I want to come alongside uh, of the heart of Church of the King, and I want to talk for a few minutes around the idea as it relates to positive thinking and your outlook about the power of enthusiasm, the power of enthusiasm, and how biblical it is in our thoughts and in the way we carry ourselves in the world today so let's pray father we love you we thank you for what you're doing at every location we thank you for how you're speaking to people's hearts lord we lean into you we need more of you thank you for our worship time thank you for what's happening with kids right now and all throughout church life lord speak to us today we lean into your word we thank you for our pastors and their heart for god and heart for people the compassion and the generosity of this church so, Lord, we love you. We love you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said a good amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad you made it to church today. Come on, look at the other person. That was your second option. And tell them, you look like you could use a little church, my friend. You, you could use some. When I came to Christ at 18 years old, I jumped into church. And again, I was grateful that they gave me a pathway. Because it was a maze to me. I did not understand what to do next as a young Christian. And uh, that church, like this church, said, Hey, we're going to help you. And so they, they began to help me to understand the Bible. And I began to learn the Bible. And so the other day, I was cleaning out an old box that I'd had in storage. And I pulled it out. And I opened up a bunch of old journals. I started looking through these old journals. And I found my first journal as a Christian. And uh, it was old school, come on, spiral-bound notebook. If you're under 30, just Google that because you've never seen one of those. As it's an old spiral-bound notebook. And the first page, and the first one, I was surprised that the first page and the first chapter of the Bible that I ever dissected, and I don't, I don't remember why, was Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And I've got all these notes and all these outlines and, and all these th- journaling, these thoughts as I read along Scripture. What I love about that is, is, is really when you go back and you begin to learn the power of that chapter in the Old Testament, that this is one of those chapters that is the I've given my people choices chapter. And most scholars believe that that one chapter, Deuteronomy 28, you, could, you, you see the whole framework of the Old Testament. How the Old Testament, there's a framework that says when you put God first, whether you put him first in your time, or you put him first in your decisions, or you put him first with your finances or your resources, or you put him first with your devotion, that blessings are going to happen in your life. Doesn't mean you're not going to have a battle. Doesn't mean that there won't be tough things. But blessings will overtake you as you put God first and you listen and you obey his word. But then you flip it around in Deuteronomy 28 and it also gives you the other side which says that when you disobey and you go your own way and you run from God and, and, and you make your decisions based on feelings and you make your decision based on appetites and you make your decision based on what you want, the opposite takes place and just bad things are going to happen. And it goes this, this whole chapter goes about that framework of God. When you get to the end of it, it gets real intense. But what's interesting is I was reading it, I, I found a key, and it's a key to hold the enemy back. It's a key to, to hold those, those, those deceitful thoughts back. It's a, it's a key to hold back those mind monsters that want to get in our mind and, and, and tell us how bad everything is and tell us how we don't have a future, how our family's going to come apart, and we're, we're never going to shake this addiction, and we're never going to walk in freedom. And it tells that there's a key in holding the enemy back. And as I read it, I had to read it over and over again because it surprised me that this was the key. And I want to read it to you. It's in Deuteronomy 28, verse 43 through 48. It says, The foreigners living among you will become stronger and stronger while you become weaker and weaker. We don't want that. They will lend money to you, but you will not lend to them they will be the head and you will be the tail. Well, I don't. That, that, they flip that now because earlier in Deuteronomy it says that, if, that when I obey God, that I'm the head, not the tail. It says if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and obey his commands and decrees that he's given you, all these curses will pursue and overtake you and you'll be destroyed. No, 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 I don't want that. These horrors, what a strong word, will serve as a sign, a warning to you and your descendants forever. But here's verse 47. If you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm, it's a key, joy and enthusiasm. Out of all the things that the Holy Spirit, out of all the things that God could say to us on how we serve God, how we, we, we meditate upon God, how we our outlook towards God, that the Bible says that if you don't serve the Lord your God, that's you and I, with joy and enthusiasm, why? For the abundant benefits you've received. So what the Bible is saying is that there's an awareness that we need to carry. The awareness of how good God has been. And when we think about how good God has been, there's a response. And the response is joy and enthusiasm because of all the blessings. Come on. The blessings of God. How many know sometimes you got to count your blessings? Sometimes on your dark days, sometimes on your tough moments, you have to stop and just start counting them up. Counting them up. Why? Because as you count your blessings, joy and enthusiasm will come into your life. I understand why. What did Nehemiah say? That it's the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I see a world today that is losing strength. It's not because the devil's after your strength. It's because the devil's after your joy. Because if he gets your joy, he gets your strength. If he gets your joy, you don't have strength in your marriage. You don't have strength to, to run that company. You don't have strength to finish that school or finish that project. You don't have strength to fight. It says, joy and enthusiasm. What a word. It goes on to say, you'll serve your enemies, whom the Lord your God will send against you. That is a strong passage. It's unbelievable that our great defense. Is the power of enthusiasm, the power of joy, the power of a positive outlook? See, so you may hear that word enthusiasm and think, "Well, that's I don't, I don't. That's just a light word. It's kind of a, a low-level word. I, I don't know what your definition of enthusiasm is." But what's interesting is you begin to study this; it's all over the Bible. It's mentioned dozens of times. The power and the spirit. And the, and, the, and the truth of enthusiasm. You may hear the word and just think, oh, that's a hype word. About to hype it up. Gets me hyped up. You may hear that word and just think, oh, that's a pump it up word. About to pump it up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You may hear it and just think, oh, that's, that's such an excitement. It's just for the excited folk. It's for the fun folk. Oh, enthusiasm is shallow spirituality. But that's not true. Because when you look in the Bible and you look at it in the Greek origin and in the Hebrew tense, what you get and you find the strength of it in the, in the word, the word is in theos, which is in God, which means God within. Ultimately, when you see the word enthusiasm over and over again in the Bible, it's describing the people that have made a decision with their life, no matter what's happening around me, no matter what circumstances, no matter what situations I'm in, I'm going to be full of God. And I'm going to be so full of God that I'm going to make a difference to those around me. I'm going to live in theos, in theos. I'm going to live god Within. That's a big deal word. It's all over the Bible. I'll give you some other scripture Romans 12, verse 11. Never be lazy, but work hard. Serve the Lord enthusiastically. Serve God that way. Here's another one 2 Corinthians 8, 7. This is where Paul is speaking to the church and he's saying, You got some good things going for you. There's some really cool things happening in your world. And he describes them. He says, Since you excel in so many ways, you excel in faith. We would all say that faith is important without faith can't please God here's another way you excel with gifted speakers that's good you have gifted speakers gifted communicators that's important knowledge Woo! smart people up in here smart people I got some knowledge that's super important got to know what you're talking about but look what he throws in the middle of this and your enthusiasm He mixes faith and knowledge and the giftedness that's on your life. He says, but make sure you don't leave out enthusiasm. He goes on to say, and your love from us. I want you to excel also in the gracious act of giving. It's a powerful verse that talks about kind of the pillars of our Christianity. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. So dear brothers and sisters, be strong and movable. Always work enthusiastic for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do is ever useless. I mean, what a big deal word. It's in Acts where it talks about Apollos. It's in it's in the book of Haggai where they're trying to build the temple. Can't get the temple built. But all of a sudden it says that they begin to work with a spirit of enthusiasm. They get the temple built. It's a big deal word. It's a spiritual word. It's a difference maker. Because Here's what I believe and here's what I see. I believe that this is super important today to be honest with you because we need it and we need his power every day in our life because it is, we're living in a heavy world. A lot of hard, a lot of hurt, a lot of harsh moments, a lot of dark thoughts, a, a lot of stresses. I've never seen a time where you know, every day there could be something, an email, a person, and, and we have to make a choice how we're going to live. And, and, and we have to decide that no matter what's happening, I'm going to live enthusiastic about God Almighty. I'm going to make that decision. I love what John Maxwell says about this thought. He says, One of the greatest things you could do is to get excited about your life and to start to live enthusiastically day after day. Your whole world will improve. If you wait to get excited until some lucky outer event happens, guess what? If you wait, what does life do? It waits. If you hold back until a more appropriate time to get excited, what does life do? It holds back. You're going to hold back on enthusiasm, develop lots of patience, because you're going to wait a long time for an exciting life. I don't believe that's the will of God. I believe God wants us to live an exciting, powerful, meaning, purposeful life now. And there is truth and there is power when you and I live a life of entheos, God in me. I said, well, what is that word? How does that work live on a day-to-day basis? I wrote down a few things in this biblical enthusiasm as it relates to work and team and family and outlook. Uh, here's the first thing I wrote down. is It's an energizer. It, you know, it's, just, it, it's, an inter, it's one of those, let's go. let's go. We're about to do this. It's kind of, in the workplace, it, in your family, when your kids are like, oh, I'm not going to. Let's go. There's, a, it, there's an energy to it. It, it. it develops. It doesn't drain. Enthusiasm is an adder, not a subtractor. And we know all these situations of people that are constantly subtracting. A person who's full of God is an energizer. Says, you know what? Hey, we can, we can, we can go out and do that serve day. We can lead that small group. It's an energizer. Here's the other thing I wrote down. It's an elevator. Takes people up. Lifts the room. Lifts the team. Nobody wants the opposite. Could you imagine in a job interview, someone comes in and says, hey, wow, so thanks for being here. So tell me some of your strengths. Man, I'm just a real bummer. Okay. Thank you very much. Interview's over. Get a mint. Never see you never. God bless you. Nobody wants that in the workplace if you're a business owner on a small company. How about if you're a dating a date? Oh, so your friend goes out on a date. and went on a date last night. Wow, tell me about your date. Oh, he was so depressing. <laughs> okay, let's cut that brother loose. Wow, we want to be elevators. We live in a world today. we're, We're working with people every day that need to be lifted. That's the heart of Church of the King. That's the heart of your pastor. That's the DNA of this house. When we serve, when we give, generosity lifts people. Giving lifts people. Serving lifts people. We live in a world today that needs to be lifted. We've got enough things that are bringing us lower. Don't need nobody to bring me to the basement got enough of that in my life. Enthusiasm, enthusiastic people in theos, God in me. I'm gonna think that way, that's gonna be my outlook. Energizer, elevator, here's the other thing I wrote down, enticer, it's attractional. It's like a magnet. You ever walked in a room and just felt like it's just a bummer room? Whoa, okay, great, we'll see you later. Gotta go home. I I thought you were staying, it's just so dreadful. No, need to go feed my guinea pig. God bless y'all. i <laughs> not going to be staying here today. But what about when you walk in that room and it's like, what's up? Yeah! Oh, I'm about to stay here. It's a magnet. It's a magnet. The body of Christ, salt and light. we to be magnets to hurting humanity. Broken humanity. Reduced opportunity humanity who, who don't feel like nobody cares. Nobody sees me. Nobody notices me. We see you. We notice you it's, it's an energizer. It's an elevator. It's an enticer and I love this one. It's an it's an eliminator Helps people overcome problems You know life normally gets off course not because of the the big problems it normally gets off course because of the small irritations there's these, these small irritations, these little small things that get us frustrated. We, we lose our temper. We get irritated. These little small things. And all of a sudden we think, it's a bad day. Everything's so terrible. My life is horrible. And we live our life every day after about noon, 2 o'clock. Bad things. We're thinking about things. We're meditating on bad things. Instead of making a decision, hey, I know tough things are happening. I know i got to go through a storm. But bless God, I'm enthusiastic. God is in me. And something good is going to happen to me today. That's the difference maker. It's an energizer. It's an elevator. It's an enticer. It's an eliminator. The other day, I was in Cincinnati going to speak at a great church there that you've helped plant. They have five services on Sunday morning. All kinds of people coming to Christ because you gave and we said yes to them. So I was getting to go there in the morning. Came and got me early. I mean they start church early, so it's like a six forty five pickup. And I'm driving. I'm a little renter. I'm a, a rental. I'm a follow them to the church. God picks me up. We're going over there. He says, "Hey, you good?" I said, "Yeah, it's early." Wow. Uh, I said, "You okay?" Snacks at the church. You know. But a little hungry and he said oh yeah yeah we're kind of fasting we're a healthy bunch so we've prepared you in the middle of the services today a kale smoothie no you ain't prepared me a kale smoothie I, oh, man. I don't know what you i don't know. what am I gonna do a kale smoothie teach I mean I'm a preacher man brother needs to, I'm burning diesel up here you got to help a brother out if you want me to teach but if you want a brother to preach you better bring something more than super greens so I leave, and I'm following him, but I skirt away from him. I'm like, oh, here we go. And I go to McDonald's, man, about to get me that sausage and egg man, muffin, boy. I pull up in there. I'm at the drive How many know right now? A lot of hate in the drive through Ooh, you better pray in the Holy Ghost. You're going to try to get a three-piece right now. <laughs> it's hard to get three-piece. God bless every restaurant owner, every service provider. Lord, tough out there. Hard out there on people. And especially those who work and are serving us. So I pull up, I order, I pull up. This happened. Hey, it's 7 o'clock in Cincinnati in the morning, It's early. I pull around, and there's a car that's offset from the drive-thru. This actually was happening. And I'm looking. I'm like, why is that car? You've got to get your, your, your food. You're too far. And this lady gets up out the car and takes her sandwich and throws it through the drive-thru. And I'm like, oh, I got to get up out of my car. I got to watch this. I love seeing me some drama. Airplane drama. Oh, I get up out of the car, grab my phone. I'm about to video this. I'm about to TikTok this. Brother about to get some followers right now. Oh, ye- she's yelling. And I listen. She's like, oh, that griddle. I need a griddle. She winded. She about to go down. Like, man, I might have to do CPR before I go to church. This happened. I walk up, I'm like, whoa, 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 I, I jump in. I got a big man got to get involved. I just said, whoa, 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 whoa. So, baby, get in the car, get in the car, get in your car. We're going to get you a griddle. I looked at the lady and said, hey, give me two Mac MacGriddles, come on, give me two MacGriddles. But, baby, get in the car, you have to get in the car right now. I get the two Mac MacGriddles, I hand them to him and she's like, who are you? And I'm like, listen, I'm a man of God. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm like the McDonald's chaplain at this point. I'm, I'm working for McDonald's. I'm, we're good. Holy Ghost is moving. Listen, I said, listen, you take these things. You go home. Go on home. Okay, get in your car. Go home. And I said, listen, remember, life is bigger than a griddle. <laughs> she pulls off, and I look over, and I pull my car up. That lady's looking at me in that drive I'm like, oh, Lord. I just said, love you. We love you. I'm preaching the gospel. I love she gives me my food. I reach in my wallet. I got a $100 bill. Man, what does the Holy Spirit tell me? bless her. Give it to her. Man, why didn't I have a 20 uh, <laughs> A lot of money. I reach in there and I give her it 100 I said, keep the change. She said, oh, we don't do that here. I, can't. I said, no, no, I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm about to bless you. I said, should you keep that change? God is good. You got up early. You come over here, serve people. The Lord sees you. The Lord." I was preaching. She started getting blessed. I think she was a church lady. She was like, oh, glory to God. Whoa. She started jerking. She's getting blessed in the drive-thru. I'm getting blessed. I'm like, glory. I pull off. Glory. Hey, why not? They're getting cussed at every day. Why not make a decision to bless somebody? Why not make a decision to be enthusiastic? Why not change the world? I made a decision. I'm going to change the world one drive-thru at a time. Keep the change. Glory to God. Why not? Why not be enthusiastic because of the blessings I've received? Why not every day, no matter how bad, no matter how hard, no matter how painful, I'm going to walk in the Spirit of God. I'm going to make a difference in this hurting world because God is in me, and I'm going to be enthusiastic about it. Can I have a good amen? Come on, church, clap your hands. Thank you, Jesus. They say, well, Dina, how do I do that? I wrote down something real quick, just some practical, you know, how do, I, how do I get that in my life? Here's the first thing. Always remember, joy, outlook, positive attitude, it is a choice. Take responsibility for your own the- in theos. Take responsibility for your own enthusiasm. It is a big mistake to wait around for someone or something to bring it to you. Don't wait on somebody else to bring it. Well, it's just not me. You know what I found out? That being fired up is not a personality type. Being fired up is an obedience type. Walking in joy, well, I'm just not a joyful person, well, then you're going to have no strength. It's obedience. I'm going to walk in joy today. As, As hard as this is, as much as I don't like my circumstances, I'm going to be enthusiastic about God Almighty. It's a choice. It's a choice you make. Lord, let it happen. Here's the second thing that I believe can help us is hang around with enthusiastic people. Boy, that's big today. You just got to be around some enthusiastic folk. You become like the squad you spend time with. That's why I choose to spend time with Pastor Steve. We talk every week. So I went to dinner last night with, with Conrad. That's why I hang around with people that I want to be around a good squad and just, Hey, man, God is good. And yeah, wow, that's tough. But you know what? We're going to make it through that. You got, to, that's why small groups are huge. That's why being on a team is so big. That's why being here on a Tuesday night with other men that are trying to figure out God and leaning into God, all these are important. Why? To be around can-do people, to make the decision. Church of the King, I'm going to be connected to be around can-do people. i got to get away from all these doubters, unfollow. All these complainers, block. All these negative people, delete. All these haters, run. Ain't going to help you. I love Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm, trouble, pain, situation. Oh, Lord, help me. And then the last thing, and I'll wrap up with this. Make a choice. I'll make a choice today. I'm going to live enthusiastic. Enthusiastic is a spiritual word. It is not a shallow word. It's all over the Bible. I'm going to make a choice to live enthusiastic about my home. As a blended family as a single mom, in my sorority house, in my, in my, in my small business, I'll be enthusiastic. And then I'm going I'm to hang around with some enthusiastic folk. I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make a decision. I'm, I'm going to be here Tuesday night and I'm going to find a big small group. I'm, I'm going to change some of my environments. I'm just going to do it. And then the last thing is this, pray and invite God to come and live within you. That's the biggest deal. Oh Lord, live in me god within fully devoted full of god so that when i'm bumped during the day and when someone runs into me i spill out god i spill out jesus i don't spill out anger i spill out the lord i don't i don't spill out self i spill out serve you bump me i'm about to spill something on you its goodness it's mercy it's forgiveness and it's love. Amen. You know, I, I, was, I graduated from high school. That's my, my high school degree. I'm shout out high school graduates. That's my educational situation. And uh, then I went to Bible college for a couple years. Got a two-year associate's degree in youth ministry and adolescent counseling. Stayed the next year to get some more theology. So that's my educational resume. But I also have a master's. Hmm. A master's in cheer dadology. Brother's a cheer dad, man. I had 13 years as a cheer dad. I know cheerleading. I could come. I could lead a men's small group cheer dad. Small group. I could coach cheerleading. Man, I'm talking about. Hey, let's go. Let's get that base over here. Where are my flyers? Where are my flyers at? Come on. Let's do some basket catch over here. So let's get our hair tighter. More makeup. Smile. Lock your wrist. Lock it. It's not here. It's here, <laughs> brother. Can coast cheer, but my favorite thing about cheer is the megaphone. I love a megaphone because it takes average and amplifies. It takes something low and it makes it higher. Enthusiasm is an amplifier. Enthusiasm takes something that's low, and you know what? There's people, and it lifts. It lifts things. I mean, say, so, let's go, woo. I mean, it's just, it's just a, it just just—it just makes everything better, you know. I mean, it's like Mr. Bob's down here, Steve's dad. So we're gonna—we're gonna do a little cheer for for Mr. Bob. Give me a P. E. Give me an o. o. Give me a P. E. What's that spell? O. Who's the man? O. Who's the best dude in the room? O. He's smiling. Oh, he's smiling. Our world needs us all your people call me this morning all your people text me you know what they said I need to be lifted our life says hey son I love you hey daughter I believe in you enthusiasm magnifies I love my marriage I love my church I love God I love my pastor Enthusiasm magnifies that in a world that is hurting. And you and I get to live our life in a way that we can be like a megaphone for the cause of Jesus Christ. Enthusiasm brings that up in a world that's trying to silence it. Hey, let's be those people and let's be that church. Can I have a good amen? Let's bow our heads. Let's pray together. One of our pastors are going to come and help us get connected. But all across this room, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm not going to have you stand or come forward. But I want to take a moment. Because all across this room, those watching online, you may say, Dino, I feel empty. The elevator of life has taken me to the basement. With every head bowed, if you say, Dino, I need a new beginning. I need a fresh start. And I need to do that third thought. I need to invite Jesus into my life. I need God in my life. In theos, God in me. I got pain. I got hurt. I got struggle. I got bitterness. I got a lot of of stuff in me. But I need a new beginning and a fresh start. All across this room, if that's you, you said, you know, pray for me. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I want to connect with you. If that's you, could you just lift up your room and say, you know, just pray for me. I need a new beginning and a fresh start in my life. I need some joy. I need my life to change. Thank you. Thank you. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, be my Savior. Be my Lord. Be my everything. Thank you that you died and you rose again so that I can have life
1: and I can have a new beginning. In Jesus' name. Man, what an amazing message. This whole series has been so good, and I know it's the same for each and every one of you out there, but we don't wanna rush through the end of service without taking a minute right now to acknowledge those of you who are making the decision for the very first time to give your lives to Jesus. Man, we are so excited because as of right now, you are a part of the family of God, and that is so exciting. But there's more good news. See, this isn't a journey that's meant to be walked alone. No, we as your church family would be honored to come alongside you to walk with you and equip you in this brand new life with Jesus. If you click the link in the chat room right now, we would love the opportunity to give you some resources and to follow up with you on what this new life with Jesus is all about. And once again, welcome to the family. Yes, we are so excited for you as you begin this journey. and. Hey, I've gotta say, this series has been amazing. Man, I just love being able to learn how we can have power and authority over the thoughts in our mind. Yeah, it's so good, and hey, next week, we're going into week four of our series, Mind Games, and I think it's only getting better from here, so make sure you're there, and hey, why don't you take a minute, invite some family, some friends to join you, because it's going to be so Good. And so we'll see you next week. Same time. Same place. Have a great week. We love you guys. We'll see you soon.